Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Today, I have my husband, Dean, joining me. Hello. Hello. This podcast is also a video, so if you prefer the video format, pause right now, go watch it on YouTube. I'm going to leave links in the show notes. And today's episode is pretty fun because, you know, sometimes I hand over the reins. Well, today's one of those days. I said to Dean, let's talk about some exciting things that are coming up, but he's leading it. So we're trying something (laughs) new. Stage fright. <laughs> no, we're just a bit rusty. We haven't done many podcasts lately. And we don't talk really. This is about <laughs> as close as we ever get to talking. So uh, so uh, congratulations on your 100,000 subscriber. Thank you. What a road, huh? It's been a trip. It's exciting. So I prepared some questions for you <laughs> because okay. there's nobody else to interview because right. of COVID-19. So I kind of prepared some questions and I... And, you know, they're very loose type stuff, but things that people, I thought, well, what would people be interested in asking you? And I put um, six or seven questions together, and one is kind of like a wild question. It's like, not that wild. There's it's PG-13 here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, things that people might be interested in. Okay. And then we have a couple uh, COVID survival tips, which are very good nowadays. And also, we're going to talk about an exciting thing at the end of the podcast where everybody is... Uh, it's going to be uh, really liking. I'm into it. All right. So what, if you think back, way back, what is the reason that you started to become a YouTube creator? And I kind of have a preconceived notion in my head, okay. but I don't really honestly remember why you did because I was busy doing my own thing. Right. So was it something that's like somebody else did? Were you like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Jenny's doing it, so I'm going to do it too? Or was it, you know, how did they come about? The very first thing you remember. The very first thing. I do get asked this question quite a bit whenever I'm a guest on someone else's podcast because, of course, people like to start blogs and channels and whatever. And what I remember is that, so when I started my channel in 2012, so June of 2012, Esme was was like... It was that long ago. Yeah, like six months old. I know. I'm like, that took a long time to get to 100,000, but it was organic reach, okay? Organic growth. We'll get into that. But basically... What does that mean? I don't understand. Organic. Okay, so I've had a few people actually say congratulations on 100K, but also congratulations for hitting it in in an organic way, which means like there weren't subscribers that were purchased. You didn't have to like sell your soul to hit a hundred thousand. Oh, you didn't. I never had you to get naked. Clothes, you left your clothes on. <laughs> yep. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's just you know I might not keep them on in real life, but online they're on. So it, um, so it all began. Right. So it began like we we had moved to Malaysia in 2011. Yeah, 2011. Is that right? Uh, I don't remember, but who cares. 2010. <laughs> I guess it was. No, we moved in 2010 and then we were starting this life and we were traveling and doing all these exciting things. And in the meantime and in between time, he was working. I wasn't working. That was a really hard shift for yeah, me. That was. And I ended up finding myself online, but it wasn't like the online of today. There was no scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. You were literally on YouTube. Was there even... No. Hold on now. Yeah. Was, there was no... There was no Facebook? Ooh, wait. 
there was, but it wasn't to I don't the same. No, you're right. I think it was like 20, 2009. I don't remember. Yeah. Point is, it wasn't the Facebook of today. It wasn't like entertainment. It was yeah. literally just your friends and you messaged <clears> them and some maybe some random sent you DMs and that was about it. <laughs> but so here we were sitting in Malaysia and I was watching a lot of videos. We were also behind the scenes uh, planning to start a family. So I was really curious about babies and motherhood and I started googling this and like here I was watching you remember on the learning network no the learning channel TLC had like these baby bringing baby home show do you remember this anyway women would know I watched all those dang episodes and then I was like well I need a little bit more I want to see more in real life motherhood scenarios and then all of a sudden these youtube channels started popping up and so not just like searching oh how to breastfeed or you know how to sleep train or whatever the heck i was googling all of a sudden i found people and then i was like wait i really like this family and i kept coming back to it and that naturally progressed to hey wait a second like i could do that you're doing the same thing right but it's not. So so would you say that it's something that you kind of just wanted to feel a part of that, you know, that mother or that family that was doing it? What did it was a communica like community yeah. oriented where that you're like, yeah, I want to share too. Was it that desire? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt like I needed to have a baby mm-hmm. to be part of the club, but I think I was so hungry for my own baby that like even when I joined an expat group expat group in Malaysia I didn't have kids yet and I was like oh I'll just wait to be social so I was yeah. seeking community and ended up going I mean, looking back, it makes sense now, but like realizing, hey, I'm going to create my own community. And like, so I picked up a camera and I remember I had been talking to you about it for so long because at the time you were into video editing and I wasn't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did a lot of that. I did photos. I was, I had all the cameras. I'd gone to South Africa. Every time we went somewhere, we were taking beautiful photos, but I wasn't into the video editing because I didn't know how. You bring up a memory because there was this, uh, this German rock band, this duet it was in Penang at the time, and they were just super nice guys. Both of them were, I think they were engineers. Unfortunately, one of them passed away, uh, you know, a few years ago. But anyway, they had asked me, uh, I think we sold them something, mm-hmm. like a light or something like mm-hmm. that. And then we were in that side office, and there was cameras and lights and cords and all that, all over the stuff. And they said, oh, are you into, you know, video making? <clears throat> Pardon me. And I said, Yeah. I said, I, I love to make videos and stuff. Would you be able to shoot some stuff? <clears throat> Sorry. Let's have a sip or something. It's not that. It's COVID-19. No, it's not. So, excuse me. <clears throat> so, I remember that room because at the time I was doing a little bit of that type of stuff and then you were getting into it and, you know, like me, here's the camera, here's the cord, here's the, you know, I like everything kind of modular. I come back in and be like, creative flair. I was using your computer, your computer to edit. Oh, and then I started my channel. And so I started it in June. By the following April, all of a sudden, like I had been consistently uploading. It's YouTube of the olden days was not like the YouTube of today. Like you didn't have to post on a schedule. I pretty much posted when I edited a video, which mm-hmm. could have been twice a week, could have been once a week, could have been five times a week. Right. Um, and then you got me a computer and I was like, whoa, I am like I'm making this happen. And uh, yeah. that's how it started. Well, that's cool. So <clears throat> when you, so 
I, I, we're getting it that you started to kind of like to feel part of a community because you were quite alone. Oh yeah. Yeah, you were in an expat group, but it was everything was very new, and so that community really sprouted for you. I think organically, like in the Penang Mamas, but also you made so many contacts outside of that with people you didn't even know. And I think you were new to that type of, as we all would be, new to that interaction, you know, across borders, across uh, uh, cultures, across all that type of stuff. So now, how many years later, do you still feel the same uh, attraction to being a creator or the same reason you started the creating uh, uh, thing because you're growing a community and satisfying that way or is it more that you love to just create things or is it more like what is it is it the same is it like the does passion. it feel the same not necessarily the passion yeah I guess the passion the reason why you're doing right. it does, does it change at all for you yes because it became a job and I think anytime something becomes a job there's a different type of pressure that's placed on it. Sure. Also, the internet changed and the climate for creating is very different. So, you know, where I started out being a YouTube mom, you know, I'm still in that mom category, but I don't talk about baby things oh, anymore. Oh, that's right. Because we, right? we don't have any babies. No, we don't. Yeah. Nice. High five. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, woo. no thank you, Deppers. Uh, I- but so it's, di- so I feel like, you know, we've sort of talked about this in our own time, but there's a lot of people that I knew that used to create with me on YouTube all those years ago who don't make content anymore because there maybe felt like as the shift in their lives were changing and the responsibilities were changing, there wasn't a place for them. Okay, anymore. memory lane, memory lane. Yeah. Do you remember one that you that you don't see anymore? Um, yep, Aaron and Baby. So Aaron, I never heard of Aaron and baby before. I won't say her last name because I don't think she shared her last name online, but she had two boys. We had our kids around the same time. Yeah. I freaking loved her. We did collaborations. Um, oh, yeah. I I'm going to drop that. some other people that are still. OK, here. So that Aaron, I mean, yeah. I get it, though, because as your family dynamic changes, a lot of times we need to have a double income. Yeah. And if you're not making an income from your hobby, that hobby's going to be going to have to wait and you're going to have to go get a different type of job. And right. I mean, so I think I was one of those lucky ones that was able to make it a job. Um, and there are definitely some people still creating now that I just hold near and dear to my heart. But you, so I guess the point I'm saying it, because the question was, is the passion still there? It is, but I often find I have, it, it, it comes in waves because I think anytime you're making an income, there's that pressure, especially in 2020 where, my job has become forefront to like everything that it's like you have to, how do you stay creative? How do you stay authentic? And how do you still find the fun? Yeah. And I find, well, I think that's one thing too, that I noticed in you, if I may, Mm -hmm. that it started off as a delightful hobby where there would be an occasional campaign or whatever would happen. And then, you know, of course it, it became uh, uh, more, I wouldn't call it, like from what I see, I think you still get a, a lot of enjoyment oh out of God. interacting and stuff. In yes. fact, it's a good part of your life. I mean, you know so many people doing this and type of, this type of thing. But because the, it has opened, I would say that I noticed that it went from baby mama, baby mama, baby mama to, you know, womanhood and issues about social, uh, like social issues or, uh, you know, of course, in COVID-19, our current climate. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Um 
uh, you know, mental health, uh, physical health, well-being, exercise. And when you're do when it expands like that, you're getting such a, a large group of people coming into your circle that it's like it's, it could be a little bit overwhelming. At least it would be to me. It is, and <clears throat> I find that what I have to do is I've learned now over the years to make it part of my self-care or like my business plan to remind myself what I do, what makes me different and what value I bring to others. Because I think we as humans are going to compare ourselves. And since I began to now, um, it's very trendy to be niched, right? So you've got people who only discuss mental health or people... You mean like, you mean like niched as in you decide what you're going to talk about yeah. or other people decide what they... I think it's like a combo. I think people dabble and then they figure, oh, this one, this certain piece of content is really generating high engagement. So I'm just going to stick with that and do yeah. that forever. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm a little different because I started before that was what people did. Right. Like if I just came on my channel and only spoke about diapers and babies, I mean, I could have done that forever. Well, I think it gets a little long in the tooth for anyone yeah. to talk about any particular subject and stuff like that. But um, so... What in this, uh, you know, I, from an outsider, and you know, I, I kind of consider myself still an outsider because in real, in reality, like, yeah, I, I'm in some of your videos or whatever, but I still kind of, I really have my own interest outside of anything multimedia. Right. I kind of like, I don't know, and it's an interesting question that I want to pose to you is that, um, uh, like. What is something that myself, that somebody out there, you know, we think about what a YouTuber is or social media creator is, and we just, yeah, I got it. She goes on there and blah, 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 and then she gets a sponsor video or whatever happens. But what is something that you could tell me or everybody else that you do not know about what you do as a social creator? Something that would surprise somebody. And I'll give you a moment as I have a drink. (laughs) Well, I think... Something that people, I try to, like, as I ponder that question, I think what pops out is what do people mostly comment on about me? And I think one of the biggest things is how much time I actually spend uh, messaging my my audience, my people that engage with me. Oh, you mean so actually, phys- yeah. like, literally just going, hey, yeah. Gina, thanks for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Like, do you, does every Does every social media creator do that same type of thing? No. In fact, most people, if they're smart business owners, <laughs> I mean, it depends how you're looking at it, but <clears throat> they tend to have an, a, a staff member who does that. And oh. you don't know that it's not actually the creator. Oh, yeah. Because, and if you think about that, because we all realize the value and the impact that it makes when your favorite creator responds back. And... You guys know it's not me responding to you because you would see all the spelling mistakes and be say. like, hold on, you're an idiot. <laughs> psh, psh, psh. Very nice. <clears throat> what do you get out of this, Amanda? What does Amanda Muse get out of creating media? Is it like, oh, I'm so great? Is it like, are, are you learning anything? Is it about getting gigs, like little social or, uh, uh, you know, uh, campaigns or what do, what do you get out of it mm. and be honest because i'll know <laughs> uh 
first thing I get out of it is <clears throat> feeling like I have a purpose. So I, you know, when I became a mom, I felt so much purpose in that role and I still do. And it's very exciting, but feeling like you have actual real impact on another person because we talk about such real life things. I share very vulnerable moments of my life, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I should push post on that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and how it impacts another person and when they share that with me. So I find like when you asked me before, like, you know, what, you know, creating this community and how do you stay, keep the passion there? You know, when I have those moments where I dip really low and I'm like, I just, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to lay on my bed. I'm going to have a big cry. I'm not going to create any more content. Like magically, I'll get this message from someone, this whole long paragraph about how I personally changed something about either the way they look at something. So it's like you get a, you get meaning. Absolutely. I know the difference between what you do and what somebody who's a celebrity does in a way that, you know, your side of it, and I hope it always remains like that, is kind of, there's a little bit more than just like, hey, you like me? Okay, I'll dance like this. Mm -hmm. Whereas, because you're interacting back and forth all the time, Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But do you think that there's, has it grown you as, as an individual or do you think it, you would have been exactly the same had you not gone, say you worked at a, mm. my, my backup job, which is water treatment plant worker. That's nothing, no joke. Nothing wrong with that. There's no, nothing wrong with that, especially no. now. Um, do you think that there's something that you got out of it that you would have never gotten out of it if you had, would have had just a regular type of job? Yes. Uh, when I speak. I don't just think about people who look and live like me. I am aware, like hyper aware of viewers and like community members that I have that are all over the world living in all sorts of different capacities. And so when I speak and when I share topics, I'm so, I don't always get it right, but I try to be very mindful and inclusive of the way other people live. And that when I share things, whether it's a tip or how I do my life, it's not like I've got the right way and you should do what I do. Yeah. So, but, but what I mean but is, I don't that, think I would have got that if I didn't, right. I, I feel like I've been exposed to cultures and people and different dynamics sure. through travel that we've done, but really through conversations that I have, like when we talk about, just as an example, whenever we share things about our age difference in our relationship, I get so many messages from people where the it's not just the age, it's the culture. It's not being able to necessarily choose your partner and right. how much influence your family has. And so it's very interesting how, yeah, you're just exposed to so many people's ways of living. And we do life very differently around the world. And I'm not super siloed, like being, you know a Caucasian North American person is the only way to do life. And I think, I think I wouldn't, I don't know that I would have, but then even as I say that, that's to say that if you do work a regular job that you don't think like that, that's kind of harsh, you know, like, you know, so I, I don't mean it like you don't want to generalize too much. I mean, really the questions from a personal standpoint, like, you know, what do you get out of it? I really want to know when I, when I look at say, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or whoever mm. I think I follow him on on Instagram. You should. He's fabulous. He's a great person. Um or the Aquaman fella there. What's his Jason name? Jason something. Mo- Moma? Yeah, yeah. 
they're so they're so um you know you don't you never would see what's behind the curtain you know you would never meet the great oz i don't think mm. because you know i think when you're in the social or the media spotlight your persona from how you really are is obviously going to be a little bit different but i like i like that they are you know how, how they react and or interact with other people and there's a a lot of um you know, empathy towards people uh, uh, like uh, you know this young boy that had this young boy that had uh, cancer, uh, you know, and uh, or or this woman that needed help or whatever the case may be. So I often wonder what they get out of it personally. Is it an ego boost? Is it some fulfillment deep inside? And and I think that's. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think. Well, that's like, why I'm asking you. Is I yeah, think I think that it's uh, it's helping others. It's like wow. Yeah. I'm I did something. Like your ego's like, wow. Yeah. But also, you know, you can provide for your family. I know that I'm not everybody who does what I do can do that. So there's that part of it. I feel like it's just and I'm I've also been learned a lot about myself over the years, like how I am when it comes to goal setting or completing things. And I know that I like to I I'm very committed. Like if I say to someone, I will do this and I'll keep you posted, I'm gonna yeah. do it. So I, I think that I'm actually like more I get more things done because I have a community that's like not that they're relying on me but like did, well I you said you were going to do it so follow through be true to your word right. and so there's part of that that helps me stay accountable that's the word accountable yeah, yeah it's you, a lot of little have you met things. anyone in your travels or on social media and I know that you speak to I don't even know how large your your, your circle is but it's mm-hmm. a lot larger than the the squirrel and the chipmunk I hang out with in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But have you met anyone that particularly, whether it's a creator or an individual that has inspired you? And I'm not talking about that kind of inspiration. It's like, I really like the way you, you know, painted your hallway kind of thing. I'm talking about deep insides or someone that you, it doesn't have to be, you know, grandiose, but it's really helped you and, and, and influenced you or inspired you. Can you name a person or think of a person? Totally. I think I always talk about her. She's kind of like my, my like guru, but Brene Brown, I am obsessed with her. I met her. I use air quotes because I watched her speak twice. Well, I know her personally and she said, you're awesome. <laughs> No, <laughs> she, I mean, my audience knows who she is, but what I love about her, <clears throat> cause I was thinking about that. Like, what is it about this woman? She's wicked smart. <laughs> like she's a researcher. She's a scientist. She is a fabulous storyteller. The way her words weave to tell a story, just like, wow. You know, I think being a storyteller at heart that comes yeah. through, but I also love that she, um, isn't good at everything. I don't know how to explain that. Like she's not always on your Instagram stories. She's not uh, going to be doing necessarily a bunch of live videos. I mean, she probably could. And if she did, I would watch them. But what I love watching her because I feel I can get a little distracted about what I should be doing. That should complex. You should have been doing this. You should have been doing right. that. Where she focuses on what she's really good at which is podcasting, speaking, writing books, um, you know, creating like actual tangible research that can be put into the world and change people's lives. And I think that's where whenever I get a little like, oh, I'm too floaty, I'm doing too many things. And I feel like I'm being pulled in so many directions. I remember I'm like, wait, 
she's not trying to be a fitness expert and a scientist and, and, and like you can just be good at what you're good at. Yeah. You know? Right. And you can see that a little bit. Uh, I see that I, in your, in your, what you create, you seem to want to send the message that, yeah, sure. You grew up like this. You only have this, uh, but you, you can make this. And it doesn't have to be great. You know, you work at a flower shop, you want to work at a, uh, you know, a landscaping company that pays more money or whatever. There's nothing holding you to that. Mm -hmm. Or you're a a carpenter and you want to be a a jet fighter pilot. You can do that. So I I think that's the message that you send in your, and why people get... uh, people get inspired. And I kind of answered my own question. Well, the one thing I do want to add though about her is that she also is very mindful of boundaries and she shares things that I'm like, oh, I feel like I just peeked behind the curtain for a second. Oh, like what, like what kind of stuff? Well, like I was listening to a podcast the other day and she was just one of these solo episodes and she was talking about how right now it's a hard season. We all know that. But she added, it's a hard season for her and her husband. And they've been married for 23 years. They've got old, like children, a 21-year-old and a 14-year-old or something like that. And she's like, it's hard. And I loved that she didn't try to preach that everything's perfect. That she is this researcher who studies shame and studies all these things. And she knows ev- like everything. But guess what? She also struggles in her marriage at times. And I was like, thank you. And I think... That's (laughs) odd. (laughs) Like, there's so many people that preach perfection. And I need to... I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's starting to waver because I find the giants on top of those mountains of perfection. It's all crumbling down. Yeah. Um, And I respect that. I respect her ability to, yeah, not be so accessible all the time. So, like, she can have some boundaries because I know I've made mistakes over the time that I've been online where... I just put too much of myself out there and burned out way quick and then just needed to get away and stop. Um, and, you know, I find that like that, so, some, so I, you know, we all want to change and grow and continue to develop as humans. And when I look to her, who's a few years older than me, I really respect that about her. And I'm like, look at her. She hasn't got it all figured out, but she's willing to try to make it work better. And I don't know. I just, she's like my guru. I just adore her and she swears and I like it. (laughs) Well, you don't swear as much, do you? I do. Yeah. Well, that's good. um, (laughs) It's good to find those people. I mean, I kind of go through that as well. Um, And I, you're a good partner in that way that you kind of very lightly inspire self-acceptance. And I've always felt like in some way, shape or form, like, you know, you get this impost or a person can get kind of an imposter syndrome where, yeah, you're doing this, but really you shouldn't be doing that. And and you you feel like you just don't want to, you know, break out of your shell and do other things. And it's so important to do that, but it sometimes requires a push from other people. So it's cool that you, you did that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big bunch of questions there. Um, I have one wildcard question. It kind of okay. relates to everything. It's just like, and this is my personal interest question because I have All a right. big pet peeve. Oh, with God. Con Mari. <laughs> okay. So you don't hear about it anymore. Well, like I don't, I don't hear about it, and and I don't see it. It's not on the internet. No one's talking about it. Tell me what you think, and be honest. Don't look at your phone and start googling. No, it was your, it was, was vibrant. Did you want to take that call? Because no, I got call other. After. Yeah. 
Oh, talked about KonMari in general? No, KonMari, are you for it or against it? I like the concept. I just think it's unrealistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, we jumped on that train. It was about 9,000 billion kajillion YouTube videos made about KonMari-ing stuff. I'm sure I've made video, for sure I've made videos about it because it was like so trendy. You couldn't not do it. Everybody was KonMari-ing. But I also like things, so... I think this. I think it's just you know. I kind of worry. Might here. I'll get a question to you in a second about that. But <laughs> I sometimes have trouble accepting things that I think are like, oh, why? Are they, why are they steering me towards that? Because I think that human nature prevails, and the human nature where where we're at right now <laughs> is just like. And I'm I'm not, I'm only talking about myself, not you. Okay. So. I need a headlamp because my son lost my headlamp and I take out the garbage with my headlamp. That's yeah. a little bit of personal information if you want to know it. Dean lost a shrimp last night trying to find these headlamps. Yeah, Let's I don't like on. things because I guess from the travel thing, I always had everything laid out. I'm like, you know, I've got a bit of mental problems, but mm-hmm. that's fine. It's fine. I'm accepting. Mm-hmm. So am I. So I want a headlamp. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'll go on any whatever. I'll go and I'll get one. Or I'll research it on the net. Yeah, that's a good one. Bank, price, compare, boot. It's mine. If I'm con marring, say like Dean, I don't I can't remember what was her name? Uh, uh let's call I her Connie. Know. I don't know. Is her name Connie? Does it bring you joy? And if it doesn't, the, you get rid of it. Well, the, this is the thing. So she'd come over and she'd like, hey, and people be like, Hey, what's up? I'm making I'm making uh, tacos. Do you want one? I don't know. Say, so come on in. And having this personal talk with me and just like, you know, Dean, you've had this. And I have lots of these things. I used to carve wood. I got little wood figurines or I've got pictures from like 1984 of me riding a mountain bike that like I might have eight different pictures of it, uh, sets of it. And I don't need that stuff, but I want it. Yeah. I want to have it. I it's It's mine. And I feel like, Okay, let's say. Well, sorry, I won't talk about the picture. But let's say that you know I, I still, gave up. I gave up my headlamp collection. I'm just like uh, the, the the nice uh, lady came in and she said, "Dean, you must." So we sat that on the floor. We went into the lotus position, and I came to terms. I said, "It's not bringing me joy." Well, if I really wanted to wrap my head around it, besides the coffee maker, I'm talking about I'm talking about materialistic things. Besides the coffee makers and a bunch of my tools in the garage, nothing's bringing me joy. Zero. <laughs> So here I'm. You're gonna show up if 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 I was on a con Mari thing, and I'd be sitting in my my pajamas with my toolbox and a coffee maker. <laughs> that's what I, that's what my life would be. But the human nature to me is that I want to. You know, I, I if I want something and I you know what I could use that headlight and stuff. I'm just gonna go get it. So what con Mari kind of meant to me was just like, hold on here, let's get rid of all your stuff and let's go buy all new stuff. <laughs> And, and that, well, that's 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 not really KonMari. That no, but you added at the end. No, but th- I mean, this is this is cause and effect. I right, think, right. Like that. Because if, if I mean, I think okay. So I think that there is. I like the concept of it, where you know, purge items, get rid of what you're not using. There's no reason to store a bunch of stuff that you're never going to look at, and it's just going to collect dust. So yes, there's that part of it. But like, you know, the actual act of KonMariing things does not bring me joy. I don't want to do it, so I'm out. Right. <laughs> And like, it's like I it, still, I mean, there's a jacket from my past. It was like this black, like crushed velvet jacket. It was like a blazer. 
where did it go? Like I didn't con right. it. Someone con it out of my box yeah. and it's gone. And I still think about it. There was a situation. There's some cowboy boots sitting in the corner over there. Um, and Dean maybe thought that they didn't bring me joy anymore. Well, <laughs> there was a situation. I, I don't, I don't think that they brought you joy. It's just that I, I thought I was bringing you joy by cleaning out the mess of the storage room, but I guess that wasn't working. So we learn. would you like to see more? So to me, do you classify the KonMari into, you know, we talk about, you taught me the evergreen thing. Oh, yeah. Evergreen videos. Like, I see them all the time coming like, how to make a pie crust. Yeah, evergreen. I never remember. I don't, I could probably, but I I, I yeah. go on and I see, oh, uh, you know, say Martha Stewart or Nigella Lawson or Jamie Oliver or whoever did a pie crust. And it's yeah. got like 25 million views. I'm like, 25 million views? Yeah. They wanted a they people want pie crust. They want pie crust in India, in Russia, in Bangladesh. People that many people want pie crust. Yes, they do. But it's an evergreen. So you taught me that. Then you have the other stuff that's like, you know, trending fidget spinners. Yeah. Hey, how did how to fidget spinner like a pro? Well, like. first of all, there's no pros that fidget spin as far as I know. <laughs> so what I'm asking you is like, would you like to see? Do you find that the, that the the social media people mm-hmm. are going more towards like are people producing more evergreen type of stuff mm. or is it just strictly like? I think it's a mix. I think it depends where you are. What would if you rather see? Would you rather see like um, YouTube turn into more of a how to kind of thing, or do well, you want to see the actually, fluffy entertainment? I was part of a study with. Um, I think it was George Brown College, where they figured out that in Canada, specifically, across the board, we search for how to more than like that's in the Canada most thing that we search for. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think evergreen content's going anywhere. I think to be I, to be honest, like I create a little bit of everything. You know, if if you're like if the first video you ever found of me was me doing a dance on TikTok, you might not realize the depth of quality content I actually create. But you're like, that girl can shake it, which I like. Give me that like, <laughs> stick around, right? You know I could do it. I'm gonna give you oh, that whoa. God. But I think that like you have to play around and do like not have to. You do whatever the heck you want. I don't care. But I, I think it gives people depth and dimension. We don't just walk around and like if I was really good at you know folding socks. That's not the only thing I'm good at. I'm not walking around the earth with like a basket of socks, like ready to show you my skill. Like you can do so many other things. And I like to convey that online. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you though. That does not equate fast growth because when you're not constantly serving that, Mc, you know, that McDonald's combo number three, Don't people, go after McDonald's, they never hurt you. I love McDonald's. Um, but if, if people aren't serving you, like if you're not serving the same thing day after day after day, it's harder because you're appealing to different parts of person people's personalities and you know, you're appealing to different people. So not every person's gonna like everything you create. Where if I'm always serving the same type of content, it's easier to grow and it's faster. But for me, what's important, which I know was a question earlier, is my legacy online. Like what is this? Can this evolve into something else? You know, if I was only doing TikTok dances, maybe I wouldn't be able to get a cool campaign where yeah. I was uh, being like a, doing a segment on a morning show, right? Yeah. So I like having the ability to showcase a little bit, a little bit more, a little. Well, bit that's extra. and my question was more about just what your opinion is, not necessarily what you're putting out. But like I understand what you said. You you're, you understand that you're, you're you're providing entertainment, which may include a DIY or you know a haul or you know all the the formulas that come with social media. Creating. Yeah, I like to kind of play around in all different genres. Well, that was actually my that was my wild off the 
wall question because I, I always wondered about the whole thing. And I've got some pet peeves and I like to bring them up all stealthy <laughs> so that you can answer them for me. Did you notice it's snowing outside? I did. It's the kind of season that's difficult to... Uh, it's a little bit harder than the summer to deal with this COVID stuff. And we've kind of come up with some different survival tips. Mm-hmm. So this is top five COVID survival tips. Go! But not like COVID. You're not like trying to recover from COVID. But oh, like, that's true. Okay. Like the Wait. isolation. Oh, yeah. Top five COVID isolation tips. Go! <laughs> Except I think there's six. There's six. Oh. Go! Okay. One. Self-care? That's what we're talking about? Do the caring of the self. This weekend, I went and got my hair done. Jump on that train, folks. I know it can be tricky. Your hairstylist might be not like open. But when they are, it's beautiful. It's magic. It's wonderful. Get your hair done. Yeah, but like taking care of yourself. Somebody actually messaged me the other day, and I know we were joking back and forth, but she was like, I don't even know why you bother getting dressed. Like, you know, like you're working from home. And I thought, oh, can you imagine? Like I require very clear boundaries too. This is time for comfort and pajamas and cozy. And this is time for work and professional wear, probably sweatpants, but who cares? Um, But there has to be distinct separations in your day, I feel, to feel accomplished, you make your bed. You know, those kinds of things. That, to me, falls in the self-care category. Yeah. Number two. Well, I was going to add a little bit more to that, oh, but go, go ahead. <laughs> add more. It's all about me. Me, 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 me. It's not about me. Okay, Jesus. Um, for me, the whole thing is, is that, yes, why are you staying in your, your pajamas all day? Number one, because I don't even want to wear... I don't wear underwear for that long. Why would I wear pajamas? I just slept in them. Get it. You got to get out of those clothes. Yeah. And the other thing too is this: don't be fooled because you heard of like, um, you know, Billy Joel songs Mm -hmm. about. Keep talking. Get out of my (laughs) space. Or whatever about you know. uh, You know, I don't even bother getting out of bed today. It's just there's no reason. Oh really? So just imagine this. You're not getting out of bed. That's the cliff, dude. It is. I don't care if you're sitting into in in a in a you know a, a hundred square foot apartment, and you have no job and nothing's going well for you, no friends, and it's it's raining nails outside. Get dressed. Get out. Just get out. That's it. Right now, if you're at home, get your, your runners on your 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 joggers. Put something out of the hamper on i don't care just walk out the door look at a tree can you see a little sky guess what oh i breathed wow i can i'm alive and then walk by a graveyard or something and realize guess what you just have everything to live for those people are gone and you're here any right. questions and it spirals get dressed. because if you, if, you, if you cut the corner on eh, i don't need to get dressed today eh i don't need to brush my teeth Eh, you know what? I could have cereal for dinner. Yeah. Your world starts to become very small. Well, actually, I love cereal for Me dinner, too. so don't even, don't Especially bring that Especially if it's up. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, my God. But, I got to go right now. But I just think that as you start to cut corners, like, do it for yourself. I just think, yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't joking. I was yeah. not joking about that. Like, it seems we, we forget that, you know, you and I, we have each other. Yeah. We have the kids. There's people that have been dealing with this for months and months and months and they're alone. alone. They may have lost their job. They may, you know, they're, they're very close to being, having nothing. And I mean, I won't even pretend to, to, to know 
or, or put myself in the position of other people or know what they feel like because I don't. But I know what it's like to be alone and I know what it's like to be isolated a little bit. Like, um, you know, when I was overseas in Shanghai, mm-hmm. all this type of thing. You have to get out. And it's you have taking to get out. pride in your things, right? Like, you know, yeah. if you... Like I like to tidy up the living room and I kind of do a little walk around and make sure everything's tidy, make sure the kitchen's tidy. Because there's that age, this thing like, well, why bother cleaning the kitchen at night? You're just going to use it again tomorrow. Yeah. But the point is then you get to start fresh, right? So I feel like it's, I try not to cut too many corners about stuff because I think that there's a sense of like pride and accomplishment in any way. Number two. Number two. Um, change up your routine. And every once in a while, it, don't, no pressure like, oh, I didn't, I've been doing this. uh for you know well, okay well if you like it keep doing it but it's nice every once in a while so you get up in the morning like my routines pretty well was the same for like a couple of weeks i i'm i'm not exercise i hurt my elbow i'm not exercising a lot it's kind of cold in the garage da, da 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 but yesterday i went and i cleaned out the shed and i the branches flew uh came on the ground from that big storm i put those in a pile and um i took a bunch of stuff to the dump so you know, I got a little bit of exercise and I changed it up and it felt great. And I slept really, really well, which is uh, uh, kind of um, kind of new. So change up your routine. Have you changed up your routine at all? Yeah, I didn't work out last week because I hurt my hip. And I watched Oh my the God, show. you're giving, you give me something. That- uh, can you let me finish my sentence? I watched television, which I never make time for because I'm always so busy. And I was like, screw it. It brings oh, yeah, okay, me so much joy. So I just sat down and every time I had a moment, I put on my show. Did you? And you also massaged your husband's neck, didn't you? No, I don't remember that part. No, he didn't. No, I, right. no I did put some, some of that rub number five, three. Three, five on your back, <laughs> bitch. Okay, number three. Leave the news. Actually, I need to... Okay, so this is the thing, like, you know, have some boundaries with the news. Don't pick up your phone and, like, go straight to the news every day. But actually, maybe sometimes, Amanda, because I feel like I've been way out of the loop because I the news really started to affect my mental health there for a bit where I was like, I'm done with you unless something big happens. And then there's been some exciting things in the news, so I need to pay attention a little bit more. But be mindful of how it's affecting you. Is your breath going too rapid? You know, are you feeling super well, stressed? Well, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, you know, I stopped reading the news yeah. uh, uh, just just until like after I have a cup of coffee and mm-hmm. I can, you know, so I try to do something a little bit pleasurable, like have something to eat, look at the sky, whatever. But that news and, you know, I on my feed is like, I'm just like, holy crap. You know what? Enough, guys. It goes from anti-vaxxers to people that are for vaccinations and then there's some stupidity back and forth and then this city shut down and then this one and then northern communities are having trouble and i mean it's just you can't solve it so you know what do you need to know you need to know what comes up on you know occasionally but you can it can wait till after breakfast mm-hmm. so number four Exercise every day. That's a good. That's a good thing. And it's, this is not go to the gym. Do you ever notice? You know, I, I I got tell me if this affects you. On my Instagram feed, because I was saving all these, you know, exercises that I wanted to do. Yeah, a lot of ab exercises that I really didn't get to this couple, <laughs> last couple months. Okay, but I did discover the butter cookie feed, which is actually quite good mm, as I well. Prefer that one. Yeah, that's a good mm. one. Um. There are some exercise people in there that you know, and and I don't. I'm not trying to shame them because honestly, I 
I have so much respect for people that commit to that. You have a friend in Vancouver, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jessie Shoemaker. Jessie Shoemaker. Well, you don't want to use her Shoemaker. She's that on the line, though. Oh, she's Jessie Shoemaker on, on Instagram. On the line. On the line. And she's like, you know, she's changed up her life. She's committed to exercise stuff. And she looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. All these people are on there, and you're just kind of like, oh, my God. Do I have to like do those that exercise where you put the weights on your <laughs> on your hips and you lay on the bar and you're like, yeah. Do, 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 do. No, I can't do I'm not doing that. Because you know what? If I didn't have a spouse, you'd find archaeologists <laughs> will find me. When I they defaulted on the mortgage, the, the people would come to the house and be like, Why didn't he you know he had a he had savings and stuff? He defaulted on his well, well, let's go kick him out. Hold on, what's that smell? I'm in the garage as a skeleton with like, you know. 250 pounds of weight on my no that's not going hip thrust oh. by exercise I mean every day like just uh, movement right well like, I, I go built, for walks yeah I, I uh, been working on the <laughs> I I I walks me 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 <laughs> oh I screwed you that guys up. know I was doing one thing in the summer for working out which was like weights and treadmill and running and the cold weather hit and I was like I don't want to so now I've taken up kickboxing which I'm loving although it's quite hard on my body at the moment but it's um it cut falls into that changing the changing the routine um but you know exercising every day sounds very daunting but just take go for a walk walking is unbelievable yeah but I don't like walking that's the thing why because like I'm out and people could get me screw that <laughs> I would gladly let them try. Take him just for a little bit. Well, uh, can I just talk about a little bit of things? Not walking, but I do. I'm the grocery getter. Yeah. You know what affects me now? And do you think I'm kidding about this? I'm not. You know I'm not. I'm starting to get a little bit like uh, anxiety about going in these places now. And I never did before because it's it's like a it's like a dream. It's, I mean, you can tell, I try to sm- like go like this, like, uh, like, <laughs> Smile. like I'm smiling, but people can't tell if I'm, if I'm grimacing or if I don't like them. Like I could be going like this. See? Just cover your mouth like this. Or I can go like this. Like you see, like I'm smiling. This is what I look like when I'm smiling at you. <laughs> this is what I look like when I'm pissed off at you. It's Same different. thing. <laughs> I, I'm kind of smiling. I, I, I don't like it. Right. But. It's a great thing to do because, you know, like if you're in um, one of these big stores, you can do some serious walking in those places and, and it's great. So, oh, it's, uh, uh, I, oh, you know what it is? Number five, number five is about connection, you know, like uh, connecting with people online through social media, if that's your preferred medium, or if you're having Zoom calls or if you're texting, but I can be very quick to just, which is probably because the nature of what I do is online. I feel like I've connected, but then when it comes to my personal relationships, sometimes those waver or struggle a bit because yeah. I'm like, oh, I've been online all day. Um, but I always feel so rejuvenated after I have Zoom calls. Like I had a Zoom call this weekend. It was so fun. It was like... You have the most fun. Two and a half hours with my girls and time just goes like this. And it's like we yeah. had a blast. And so making a point to engage in positive ways. None of this like their life looks great. I don't want to compare too much. Yeah. But like where you feel good after. Well, I, I saw a really good quote. Well, you know, there's also those on Instagram. There's all these quotes. Like people just have... Oh, yeah. Their whole Instagram is inspirational type things to say, and I, I, I that I really need that. Like it's weird. I mean, I don't. No, I like them. I, I, I seek them out. 
they're getting so more so they're so, get so much more advanced than when I was <laughs> than I was growing up because when I was growing up they had like those big pictures of, like of the ocean and it'd be say like money is everything win 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 or some just something like that and be like whoa <laughs> push them down into the ground and no like what so the quote was that I heard was that I, it stuck with me is like don't don't pay uh, attention to people that don't fill don't fill the cup of others who don't fill yours. In other words, quit giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, and not getting something back. And I don't think that means like they should acquiesce and like it's like oh you're nice <laughs> you're nice too. <laughs> I think it's more like you know if you have somebody that's feeling down and, yeah. and whatever, and you know you're doing a, a good thing by talking to them. And, and encouraging them, I think that's a great thing, and vice versa. And and you know, there's a lot of that going on. Like this is why why um, I mean, I I get messages from believe it or not, people message me. I don't know what to say back, but they're very complimentary and that's they're very so kind. Nice. Yeah, I almost feel like I have a friend. Anyway, so uh, staying positive, not just active on social media, staying positive yeah. and fill people's cup that fill your own and the rest of them. Money. You know, not bye bye, but like we'll talk to you never. We'll just have know? like some more boundaries up. And last one, I'll talk about just briefly because I know you are hangry. Um, remember we talked about, or I think I showed a picture of it a long time. I did a kintsugi of uh, your beautiful sugar bowl. Yeah. So she had this nice old sugar bowl, uh, very nice, and it broke. And um, I didn't have the kintsugi is that it's a Japanese art of repairing old pottery or whatever that's broken. And you're like honoring it in a way. You're not just like, this sucks to throw it away and order another one. It's so you, they mix, mix the glue with a gold or silver or platinum powdered, and then they put it together and they honor it, you know, and it, and it looks beautiful actually. And it's kind of like, you know, I was thinking, you know, it, it, that is kind of cool. I, I, I like that concept. I love the patina on people sometimes you know oh my god and 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 just remember i know and and i don't know what other people think and i won't you know try to make you know whatever but i i feel like we'll all come out of this and we will come out of it regardless of how doom and gloom it looks on the news because one reporter thinks it's supposed to be like this life will move forward and we'll come out of it and try to I try to think of like the things that I'm coming through like I lost my career I lost uh, uh, I don't associate with people that I used to associate with because they were work related and whether that was a friendship or not I still kind of miss it totally but I'm coming out with new things so like I come out the other side will I work in aviation again probably I don't know whatever comes whatever comes but it's making me stronger friendships I've discovered that people I thought were like friends really aren't they're more acquaintances on and and conversely i've seen people that i thought were just like people that i knew eh, really be supportive so you'll come out of this with some damage but it'll be gilded in gold and 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 it'll be you'll more, be a more beautiful person so i that's my own personal thing and and i want to share that as well i enjoyed that so that's beautiful. it we just got to talk about one more thing. One more thing. Last but not least, so, before we sign off and get Amanda a snack and a coffee. Or do you want to get a snack and a coffee now? No, I want to sit here and savor okay. it. Um, we got some, or you got some exciting things. You I told do. me about it. We were working on it a little bit together. Is that you have a new 
brand coming I up do. for your podcast. I do. And maybe some other stuff too. Yeah. So I'll give it to you straight. As you, if you followed for a while, you know, Amanda is not afraid of the pivot, although sometimes the pivot takes a little longer than she expected. Yep. But I've loved this podcast. I love having these conversations. But ever since the start, I've wished I had more time to dedicate to it so that I could make it more succinct as a show and have, you know, more like regular guests that come on and, and basically just have a little help with it. Because when you're doing a lot like I do, it's hard to do everything and hard to do things well. So Dean and I have had a great chat and lots of brainstorming discussions. And so the podcast is staying, but it's going to get a little a little uh, upgrade. A little upgrade. And like what we've noticed is that, or I guess more Amanda's side, but I've also noticed too, because I'm on the fringe of it, is that, you know, you're connected through a little bit more than you think through through social media mm-hmm. right you're and we came up with the with the um the brand friendo friendo and how this came up is that we we're thinking about we're talking about how you connect with people like i get amazed you know i i i think i have about six or seven people on instagram that i talk back and forth with i'm like hey what's up i've never met them they're not even in canada they're in some other country that i won't mention and we're talking about like, you know, they feel like my friends. Mm-hmm. They feel like, and and I mean, that sounds so arrogant to say, oh, they feel like my friends. Where I'm starting to realize that that connection through social media is just as important. So oh, we're playing with this thing. It's a real. friend, but you know, you're seeing it through the eye, the lens of a camera. And it's like, friend, oh, oh, people that you connect through through social media and not only that you're learning that these people that you're connecting with and you already knew this i'm just i'm like getting all excited (laughs) but i don't know anything about this and it's like people that you just deal with every day uh on your they follow you on social media on your on your instagram or whatever social platform they have such interesting lives. Like there's things about them that you're just like, you did what? I know paramedics. I know nurses in the Arctic. I know soldiers. I know uh, uh, clergy. Uh, uh, people that like have so many interesting stories and they're just regular old people. That don't necessarily have a huge platform. And or they huge don't following. have a platform. And that's the thing is that... Is that and I like yeah. to talk Getting to people. <laughs> I'm a big fan of making friends. And as I often say, even I think even in my Instagram bio, the like, it's I'm your virtual BFF. Like, we've been best friends now for a long time. And we're going to take it to the next level. And so what I want to do is have... I will still do the occasional podcast by myself, but I want to have guests where we, you know, we learn a little something together. We learn about something interesting that they've done um, and really bring you guys into the fold. I mean, I feel like you're always obviously at the forefront of my mind when I'm creating content, but to really have that next level of conversation and connection. So I'm excited. Yeah. It's like real people with extraordinary ex- experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And and bringing that to the forefront. I'm kind of excited about it, but not... Because you're participating and because I don't really have anything to do with it. Well, other than I might do some. So you, we'll, He's going to help me because... Yeah, so we'll, we'll release an email, right? Yeah, we're going to get to... There's a couple things. This is also Amanda's way of being like, I've made the commitment out loud, so now it's really got to happen. I know, you got to do but it. But even just like I took a minute and I was like, I don't want to say it. I'm nervous yeah. because I, you know, I hate to commit to something and not have it be perfect. But we just discussed that perfect is not normal. So just... Let it be good and let's just move forward. So Dean's going to help me produce the show and he's going to help me get guests. And so, you know, if 
I want you to just start thinking about it. If you have an interesting story that you think you would like to share, you'd be comfortable sharing with me, um, mull it over because I'm going to drop you guys with a little notification soon where you could email me or email someone you think would be a great guest and we'll get them on the show. And I think it's going to be awesome. So, yeah. you know, just And you to- get a t-shirt if you participate <laughs> and they're really cool. Do you want to see them? No. Want to see one? You'll Not have to yet. See it you have later. to wait because this later. is in podcast form. That's anyway, right. so um, more news to come on that. We're hoping to get it rolling before the end of the year, but sometimes life happens. But if not, definitely the start of <laughs> January. Her motivation goes like, well, it's coming and up. But I mean, it's like, a little break yeah, over some, Christmas. Yeah. So, um, but I'm really excited to change, just switch it up a little bit and reignite that little passion in there and share more stories. So yeah, I'm, really I'm excited, excited to see it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. All yeah. right, guys. Well, thanks for interviewing me today. Thanks. Thanks for congratulations again, hundred thousand subscribers. So it's just like we had this little opening joke. It's just like I'm oh. the, <laughs> like I'm like the dish witch. Yeah, we switch the W. So Dean will be like, um, "Can you like help me with that?" I'm like, "Well, yeah." Do you have Let's just say that a lot of the garbage gets like we don't really share garbage day anymore. It's so like she goes, she just points like this, go. And I'm like. I'm like, do you have a hundred? No, you don't have a hundred thousand no. yeah, subscribers. So yeah, hey, can I take your car? I got to go to the. No, you can't. Why? You don't have a hundred. Yeah, get a, get yourself a hundred thousand subscribers. Listen, you guys know I'm being cheeky. Honestly, nothing's changed. I do have a YouTube channel. I could probably get <laughs> ten. I think I have ten subscribers. That's good. Thank you. That's good. All right, guys. Thank you for being here. You know I love having these chats with you, and um, I'm excited to share more about Friendo coming soon. Let's make out. No, I'm All hungry. Right. I need soup. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.